Well, this isn't very good. Welcome back into Sucktastic Cinema, or if these movies try too hard, know what they are. Endearment is the name of the game. I'm Steven. And I'm Matt. And this is the last week of Jean-Claude January. Yep. Um, we'll probably bring it back for the Radcast. The Radcast. Next year. Which yep. is funny, because our first Jean-Claude January, our final episode of that, yeah. was The Great Blood Sport, and it was, for the time being, our, our series our finale, series finale yeah. of the Radcast, mm-hmm. which, saying series finale, I think even at the time, we were like, is it really it's more of like a see you later? It's, it's, yeah, it's it's more of a hiatus finale yeah, type we, deal. We broke off from that to do this, and we went into this knowing that it was something like let's let's try it, mm-hmm. like let's just take something a bit more narrowly focused, yeah, and let's let's try that. Yeah, and we found out from this, and I texted Stephen. I was like, I can't wait for us to torture ourselves only once a month. Yeah, instead exactly. of once a week, yeah. because this movie sucks. I think we did this. And it hasn't been the same for every movie with no, the show no, as a whole. No. Yeah. Um, this Jean-Claude January definitely had a lot more stinkers mm-hmm. than when we did it on the Radcast. Yeah. And that was by design, of and course. When we came up the idea of trying to find endearing things mm-hmm. in movies, uh, uh, I went in knowing I love bad movies. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these movies that we've done, I'm like, I don't, I don't really like this yeah uh not necessarily i still like bad movies but oh, of it's course. more of like and when we started in the idea of trying to find something endearing mm-hmm. about uh uh the movie was when we were coming up with movies that we knew were mm-hmm. bad but we knew had something in it that were like yeah. ah, it's a, you know whether mm-hmm. it's a memory or something yeah uh but then we just started taking on movies that we knew were historically bad yeah. but we had never seen before and we watched it and we're like oh I don't like all bad movies. Right. Sometimes bad movies really piss me off. Mm-hmm. I think it, it becomes I like them, and yeah. then they're, they're the ones that I like and the mm-hmm. ones that I tolerate. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a good tolerance for bad movies, but we're not always going to like all yeah. bad movies. I can make it through just about any movie. It doesn't yeah. mean I like it. Yeah, which was hard to say. I mean, quite honestly, for today's movie, our last offering is on called January Double Team, which uh, before this, I, of course, was super familiar with, knew things about it, but had never sat down to watch it. And I I almost tapped out after about 20 minutes. Um, But knowing that, okay, I like to say I can tolerate this Mm -hmm. stuff. I'm going to sit through it and see if it picks up. There's there's a fleeting moment to where it seems like it would turn around. I was gonna but say it doesn't. That's and we're gonna get to that obviously. Yeah. But I, the first twenty minutes, I could see why mm-hmm. you just. But I, I would say after like the first forty minutes, maybe I was like, okay, mm-hmm. is this movie almost finished? Right. Because there's there are some things in here that I was that I made a note and I'm like, I like that. That's this, this, interesting. This could work. That's an interesting idea. The whole movie really is. Like going back through the synopsis and stuff, the whole movie. I'm like, there's interesting ideas. There's something here, but the execution is not good. Yeah, and and if you read anything about how the movie was proposed to Jean Claude Van Damme or what type of movie he wanted to do, 
Um, it was very different. Right. And if you listen to him do interviews around this time, I think I mentioned last week in like a sizzle reel for all like oh, the yeah, JCVD yeah, yeah. like yeah. TriStar releases, he sounded really disappointed with what the movie ended up being, <laughs> yeah. um, which as you probably should. But again, oh, yeah. double team. So before we get into the socials, there's a couple in Moriams or yeah. a couple names we'd like to mention. Uh, last week... Uh, I meant to after hearing about this person's passing, but uh, we got so wrapped up in what we were talking yeah, about, like I, yeah. I forgot. But uh, a couple people who have passed away by the time we were, were recording this. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one at the beginning of the month was Bob Saget. That was rough. Yeah. Like, that was really rough because um, Stephen and I have watched Full House, like front to back, all the way through, mm-hmm. just more than any other show. Which like is in terms of like start to finish all the seasons every episode, yeah. we watched we've watched Full House, yeah, more than any. Because I mean, show. there there are episodes of The Office we've watched, yeah, no lie, like twenty five, thirty times, yeah, like like it. But Full House, like Matt said, every episode, yeah, front to back, because we haven't watched every episode of The Office more than again, once. yeah. Um, but Full House, or like Seinfeld, yeah, just because you know, other it, classics, it yeah. was on in syndication all the time. Whether yeah. it was in the mornings in elementary school watching it, yeah, or in the afternoons getting home in junior high, yeah. or late late at night in college, yeah, like. We Full House was always on. Yeah. Not to mention America's Funniest Home Videos. Right. Watching exactly. that all the time. And, and then we, I never, I don't like the show, but How I Met Your Mother, yeah. he, he was prominent in that. And it's crazy because I remember growing up and he, Danny Tanner was such like a wholesome mm-hmm. character. And then our mom being like, his comedy is so dirty. And just thinking he was like this dirty guy and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But then as I got older and A, understood like comedy mm-hmm. and how there's a separation there. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily a full look into how someone as is as a person. Yeah. Um, and then his struggles with like addiction mm-hmm. and uh, uh, his, the um, condition that his sister passed away mm-hmm. from. And he was trying to raise awareness about that. And he mm-hmm. just, he always had a hug for people. He was always really encouraging mm-hmm. and really nice and stuff yeah. like that. And, there's nothing but good things yeah. in support of Bob Saget mm-hmm. after he passed away. Yeah. And yeah, that was just, that was just really tough mm-hmm. because there, there are, even though full house was corny, mm-hmm. there are a lot of like Danny Tanner moments that though corny make me smile. Rad and, dad. Yeah. Um, here's mildew. Yeah. yeah. There, there's it, in, you know, just I cause we'll never die. Just cause yeah. somebody's super raunchy doesn't make them a bad person. No. I think sometimes no. people get that mixed up just because they have some sort of moral high ground yeah. they don't they want to stand on. I, and that's not directed at anybody. No, it's not directed at anyone. Um, but it's it just was rough because you know no matter what kind of comedian he was, he was and he was very good as Danny Tanner. Yeah, he he obviously when people were surprised to hear what kind of comedy he did, there's a reason for that. It's because yeah. he was so good and convincing yeah, as Danny. Exactly. Tanner. Yep. Um, but by by so many accounts, just a a mm-hmm. lovely man yep. and just a just a huge loss yep. for any person who grew up just watching. Full House. Full House. America's Funny Some Videos. videos. Yep. Even if you were a fan of How I Met Your Mother, I mean, yeah. he was the narrator of that show. Yep. Um, and then another one that happened a day, the day, a couple days before we were recording this, uh, Louis Anderson, yeah, passed away. One another one of those comedians that 
I obviously knew of him. Right. Uh, we watched Life with Louie a little bit when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Watched it recently, and mm-hmm. it forgot how good it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I never knew how good. I didn't remember. I knew. I remember the show, but I didn't remember the okay, style yeah, of it. Th- I never knew how funny it was. Right. Uh, I just that, that's right. I just remember yeah. watching no, it. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, but um, just a another just really nice. Mm-hmm. Nothing but good things to say about mm-hmm. him. Just a great comedian. Mm-hmm. Uh, just seemed he just seemed so silly and fun. And yeah, to just someone that you didn't really have to worry about was going to get in any trouble. Really, yeah. so. and just, just an underappreciated. Yeah, underappreciated. Just uh, really funny. Watched com- I watched Coming to America like a month ago, mm-hmm. and he's in that, mm-hmm. and he's funny in that. Yeah, and so it's a uh, another big loss. Yeah, and yeah. It, it really stinks. Um, with all like. So rest in peace to those two mm-hmm. for sure. Um, two huge losses in the comedy world. Yeah. Um, and I know this is kind of a weird segue. Before we get into the show, Matt, why don't you let everybody know where they can still find us? Yes. Uh, you can find us on Instagram. We are at Sucktastic Pod. You can also find us on Twitter at Sucktastic Sin. That's C I N for cinema. If this is your first time here. We like to call our listeners our sinners. Mm hmm. So, hello and hello. welcome, Center. Welcome, Center. If you're a returning listener, welcome back, Center. Mm-hmm. We love you more than Dennis Rodman loves to create controversy. Yes, exactly, which are several things that they ad nauseum like to retread in this movie. Yeah. And we'll get into it. You could tell Dennis Rodman was the big get for this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we'll get into it because it's movie time. And now for our feature presentation. Double Team, released April 4th, 1997, directed by Hark Suey. Harvey Suey. Yes, so this is uh, San Suey. But this was, uh, once you learn that he was a, a, I don't know, prominent, but he was a foreign director. He was pretty successful. Yeah, okay. Foreign director, So foreign director making his Mm -hmm. his American film debut. And once you learn that and you kind of know... Yeah. What happens with with those directors and how their work translates to American audiences yeah. makes a lot of sense yeah. for this movie. Um, starring Jean Claude Van Damme as Jack Quinn, Dennis Rodman as Yaz, Yaz yes. Queen, Yaz Queen, uh, Mickey Rourke as Stavros. Which uh, every time I hear the name Stavros, I think it's Full House. Going back with Full House is <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Jesse's, Jesse's cousin, a cousin yeah. Stavros, yeah, Greek from, from Greece, from Greece, to try to hit on Aunt Becky. Yes. Uh, Paul Friedman as Goldsmith, which he played Ivan Ooze yeah. in the Mighty Morphin mm-hmm. Power Rangers movie. Uh, and Natasha Lindinger as Catherine Quinn, which uh, oh, yeah, yeah. which I know it's Martha Quinn, but it sounds like the MTV VJ. Yeah, yeah. And I'm Martha who Quinn, was also on Full House. Who was also on Full yeah. House. Um, she was uh, the manager of the radio station, mm-hmm. Joey and Jesse. Rush Hour at. Renegades. Yep. Yeah. Coming at you. Yep. Uh, box Rush up. Hour Renegades. Yeah. Uh, Box office of eleven million on a thirty million dollar budget, mm. so well deserved box office bomb. <laughs> uh, so the the actually the I almost said English language. Uh, the VHS release in America actually mm-hmm. didn't have any trailers or anything on it, which oh. I was really surprised huh. by. At least I didn't find one right. on YouTube. I did find the Australian VHS release okay. though. Uh, so oh, what right. was, high yeah. five. <laughs> All right, high five. <laughs> Good day. Good day. Um, Good day, mate. 
Good days, mate. Mm, um, high five. But yes, Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> I think that's Crocodile Dundee 3. <laughs> I don't remember. I know it because you quoted it. Oh, yeah. It's a high five. <laughs> uh, so the what was on the Australian VHS? A compilation of clips from the Fifth Element set to the techno Fifth music. Element. Yeah. Techno music. No more Australian accents. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Fools Rush In with Matthew okay. Perry yeah. and Sam Hayek. I thought about Hayek. that movie the other day. I, that's that's a movie I've, I've seen parts of mm-hmm. because mom would watch it when we were growing yeah. up. Uh, Buddy. Sama Hayek still looks the same. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Buddy with Rene Russo. Yeah. Um, Ghosts of Mississippi. And finally, Anaconda, which ah, okay. we saw in a Rift Tracks. Rift yes. Tracks Live, Live quote unquote. Yes. Um, and so that was what's on the VHS. Speaking of VHSs and trailers. Like any trailer should, it makes you think this movie will just be an explosion and one-liner-laced action romp. Mm-hmm. And the narration lays out a story that should make sense. But if you watch the movie, this couldn't be any further than the truth. Yeah, further, yes. Further from the truth. Further from the truth. Yes, I know what you sorry. mean. It's, further from the yeah, truth. Yeah, needless correction. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, it's like you had one party that was like, we got Dennis Rodman, and we like action movies, mm-hmm. and let's give Dennis Rodman a bunch of one-liners, and let's have a bunch of one-liners. And then you got another part camp that was probably like, yeah, but I mean, like, we got to have a story, though. Mm-hmm. And they're like, ah, but the selling point is Dennis Rodman and the one-liners. Like, but we need a story so mm-hmm. you can tell, like, this was the happy medium right? <laughs> for, it, for the two. It's a, the, the movie feels like you get hit with, like, a flash grenade. Yeah. And there's this, uh, because it's... It's too flashy for its own good. Yes. It's too it, stylish for its own it good. It feels like if Boz Lerman tried to do an action movie. Yeah, but or like, like or like if someone if someone a Boz Lerman impersonator tried to do an action say, movie. Someone yeah. who filters that Boz Lerman style. So yeah. um Moulin Boz yeah. Lerman, Moulin Rouge, Romeo plus Juliet, yeah. more recently the Great Gatsby. And also it's Romeo and Juliet, but we call it Romeo, Romeo plus, plus Juliet because that's what the title is. It's like it's almost like before making this movie, someone had a Boz Lerman marathon, which would have probably lasted a morning because it's, he had two movies well, at this they, point. They take they, uh, they take the the strictly the, ballroom. Yeah, they take the bright, flashy Boz Lerman style yeah. and filter it through um, Boss Johnson. I yeah, don't know. Uh, so, Boss is Boss Johnny Rockets. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. So, some somebody who like is trying to be like that. Yeah. I I think I equated it to. If you were to somehow watch a music video from like a British pop group yeah. or a Euro or Euro yeah, music yeah. group, that it's super stylish and flashy, um, and it doesn't the, have to make sense. Yeah, the, <laughs> the music is distracting you from the fact that there's no narrative. <laughs> yeah, like that's this movie, right? For ninety minutes. Yeah, and. and there are there is like we said at the top. There are points to where it kind of slows down, mm-hmm. and you kind of work into a rhythm, and you're like, okay, this like, makes sense. This we needed to get flashy to get to this point. Everything's kind of slowed down. Mm-hmm. I can process what's happening. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. Yeah. Okay, now I can follow this story, but it's very fleeting because then once you get out of that, it's just flat. It feels like I said to you, it feels like. It feels like a YouTube compilation of like when you take a full movie, yeah, and you're like, and, and, and it's titled such and such best clips, yeah. That's how like the last half of the movie mm-hmm. feels. It feels like this was a full movie that made more mm-hmm. sense, but someone made a YouTube compilation of yeah. like the best scenes, and like, but it wasn't. This was the the movie, yeah. And it's in, in like in that 
sometimes the effect of some of the scenes get lost without the yeah. context. Yeah. But you, you at least know you're getting to a YouTube compilation with this. Um, this is missing basic storytelling elements to thread events yeah. together. And to go back to the flash grenade analogy, when you get hit with a flash grenade, you're hit with a blast of light and then disoriented. That's yeah. kind of like this, what it tries to pile on with the style yeah. and with like how slick it tries to look. And I mean, the, the biggest thing, again, bright and flashy are like the biggest yeah. terms that come to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it hits you with that, but then you're so disoriented that you don't that you you can't follow what else you don't know what's yeah. going on. Yeah, like, you can't follow what's going on. And some characters or some scenes are just they're I can see what they're trying to do, but they're mm-hmm. like Mickey Rourke, like there's just something missing. The, exactly, like, the, it's got all the trappings and ingredients of. Mm-hmm an interesting kind of sadistic yeah. villain who who's like slick but also is like fun to watch there, but there's, there's just something there missing. are scenes it feels like there are several instances where scenes were omitted or yeah. things hit the yeah. cutting room floor yeah. um that could have helped push character development could have yeah. helped push the story along could have helped things make sense like you, you mentioned mickey rourke with stavros yeah he's supposed to be because at the beginning of the movie there's narration saying that stavros is hijacking uh, a plutonium like transport and wanting to sell all this illegal plutonium and he's like a, he's like a freelance terrorist yeah yeah like they they mentioned in the movie how he used to be an ally but then yeah. like you know he got into business for himself yeah um and we hear that through narration or mm-hmm. through dialogue over B-roll of Jean-Claude Van Damme, who plays Jack Quinn. He's this counter-terrorist. Yeah. Um, and he's tasked to steal this transport with the plutonium. Mm-hmm. And then he drives away and is chased down by the... The Libyans! <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Libyans! He's, he's, who do you think? Libyans! Um, he's chased down by this group, uh, this terrorist group. Yeah. And he escapes, and then after that, we get like a three years later like yeah, title li- card. JCVD likes those in the movies. Yeah, but and then he's in you know France, he's, and he's married, and his wife's pregnant, and everything. He's he in John this, Wick. He yeah. pieced out like John Wick. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's a that's a that's a kind of a pretty typical thing in movies yeah. like this. The only thing is, to me, Commando is another Commando, one. Commando. Yeah. I thought I thought of Commando. Yeah. Um, they didn't. They didn't illustrate. Mm-mm. that well enough because no. like i if at the beginning of the movie i'm like what the hell's going on yeah here's the thing you can have the beginning of a movie towards like what the hell you can ask your head you ask yourself yeah. what the hell's going on you can be left scratching your head but if you come back to what happened in the beginning of the movie later on and you yeah. get some sort of exposition you kind of give it a pass and this i didn't know that's what was going on until i read the wikipedia plot yeah because i was like i just like like it was just a mess just really messy how they presented it there so when i was watching this because there's it's like you said there's three years later uh you've got the the head of the counter-terrorist group who wants to bring jean-claude back in because we got to get stavros you're mm-hmm. our best guy and i know you're out you're in retirement but we need you back mm-hmm. and it's a tale as old as time. Right. Commando. John this Wick. This is like typical that, yeah. action movie fair. Except John Wick, they weren't trying to get him back in. He just no. got back in. He, but he, Commando yeah. is a good example mm-hmm. of I'm out and they pull me back in. The Godfather. Yeah. Like that, no, exactly, yeah, yeah. Sort of, you know. Godfather part three. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> uh, um, but um, so 
they do that. He he he. The guy Stavros kills the guy that is trying to get him back in. Mm-hmm. JCVD. His wife is pregnant, and she's like, "You're not gonna get killed, right?" And he's like, "Nah." And, and uh, <laughs> nah, because he's 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 like, "I'm the best we got, baby." Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm a real playboy. Yeah, leave it to me, baby. Yeah. Um, if, if we were to go along Jean-Claude Van Damme's standard, yeah, movies exactly. Up to this point, yeah, and and in a, they camp out the counter-terrorist group that he joins to help take down Stavros. Mm-hmm. They're camping out at a carnival. Yeah. And he's got a, a clear shot at Stavros, but he doesn't take it because he sees Stavros has a son. Mm-hmm. And or we're led to believe that that's like his wife mm-hmm. and his son. And he's like, well, I can't take him. I can't kill him in front of his son. But like Stavros notices and has no problem pulling out a gun in front of his son and shoots at a bunch of people. Yeah. So it's like... But the thing, so we get a little, we get a little hint of the morality yeah. of Jean Claude Van Damme yeah. in this character. But in this the, movie, the way yeah. you laid it out was very concise and yeah. made sense. That's not what we got here right. because after the DEA agent or whoever the counter, you know, the the yeah. lead government agent yeah. of the counter terrorist yeah. department or whatever, he leaves. He gets killed, but then. We're just thrown into this setting, like this red light oh, district, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and this this really like, uh, it looks like you're inside of a rave. It's yeah, just like because they don't talk about Yaz, no, right? They're like no. they, they're you know in in Antwerp, Belgium. There's this arms dealer. Yeah. His name is Yaz. A little eccentric, but yeah, I trust him. He he'll exactly. he'll hook you up. Like there that is kind of there thing. is that, and that's one of the indications that small little lines of dialogue can help thread things together. Yeah. Or or. I guess there was there was a a, a little kind of lower third that said like Antwerp or whatever. Yeah, because he did say you know it, we need to go to Antwerp yeah. because Stavros is there. But still, um, he doesn't mention yes. He, he, he doesn't. He, yeah, he doesn't say. So I kind of like. So mm-hmm. I yeah. who who like kind of what we were saying. Who told JCVD to go to Antwerp to get guns? Because yeah. like you mentioned, they say he's um, Stavros is in Antwerp, but they don't mention anything about where to get his artillery, yeah. what kind of group he's with. Um, the government rep didn't say you'll be leading a counterterrorist team to take down Stavros. This is an off the books operation, so we've had to get in bed with some sh- with some shady characters. Yeah, yeah. Go to Antwerp. It's you'll so meet a guy. Easy. Yeah, so you'll meet a guy named Yaz in like in the red light district yeah. of town. Like and like yeah. name the district. Then Jean Claude asks what to expect with Yaz. And then the agent can hint at Yaz being eccentric, but he's like you know he's. A little eccentric, a little yeah. out there, but he's the best. Yeah, um, yeah, like, exactly. That's so easy. It's just mm-hmm. a couple lines of dialogue. But it's like we <laughs> said last week, like when it comes to take five minutes, yeah, to to <clears throat> make up some exposition or something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. or at the beginning of the movie, instead of just planting Jean Claude Van Damme randomly on a Dutch tilt. Um, inside of a parking garage, him trying to process the information. Whoa! No, it's, Whoa. And then it's Dutch just, tilting. Just have him with an earpiece, <laughs> yeah. and like pan up from his feet into frame, and, and him like outside yeah. of the building and JCVD. Like this, you, you, this is the place, or or yeah. that, or just the narration can still go, and he's just looking around, and then you can show the transport, and then yeah. come off of, mm-hmm. it, and then you can show JCVD in yeah. front of it in the parking garage. It's these things, sort of like, I don't know, it's it's little little changes and tweaks yeah. that would, and granted, I don't, sh- I don't have the universal way of like, it would be appealing right. to the to the moviegoer, but I'm just yeah. saying. For me personally, how it would make sense are just these little, you know, 
little physical changes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just kind of thrown in to this out there, yeah. you know, to, to where it's, it, it, it's just, it's, it's not overwhelming. It's just, yeah. it's just confusing. And it's, 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 yeah, go ahead. nothing, nothing sent us there. Yeah. And it's like we said before, like Dennis Rodman is the draw here. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they were just fine with having Dennis Rodman, but yeah. they didn't put any really concerted effort in making him, like they're they're trying to make his reputation in real life. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that translates to make an interesting character. Yeah, Th- and it's just having him there is enough, and it's yeah. not enough because he's just a horrendous actor. Yeah, they didn't do anything. It, like you would say, he's he was a big get, and the, yeah. then the way they got him is he's, he's this controversial sports figure. Mm-hmm. Off the, I mean, on the court too. He was a pretty yeah. physical defender, but also off the court, he had a bunch oh, of yeah. antics, which they don't, you know, hold back on referencing in this movie. No, and I not, had a, not even like cleverly either. No, and I had a note because um, I did take some notes, but yeah. I started like here when they're in Antwerp and they're at Yaz's yeah. uh, place. Uh, there, there's one thing that was uh, kind of funny, mm-hmm. like because Je- Jean Claude makes fun of his hair, and he's like the last guy that made fun of my hair is still trying to pull his head out of his ass. Jean Claude's like, I don't care about your sex life. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's that's kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, then it sounds like craft work. I don't care about your sex <laughs> life. <laughs> I don't want to know your name. I just want to bang, bang, bang. Yes. Um. Uh. But uh, what was I saying? Oh, to your point, it's all they didn't focus on developing a unique character no. for that story they just coasted on the fact that dennis yes. rodman was already flamboyant coasted is and, a good word and for off it. Yeah. the wall um and th- if they give dennis rodman more than two or three lines of dialogue good luck trying to understand him oh yeah he's he talks really fast his his delivery's rushed he's incoherent yeah and he Maybe not slurs, but he's just he's super wooden and flat. Yeah. Especially for someone who's such such who has a such zany. a large personality. Yeah, exactly. Uh and it was so how naive I was when I started taking notes mm-hmm. because there's a line where he's like, Christmas shopping for bad boys. Cause he cause he shows him his whole artillery. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh Yaz shows Jean Claude, his whole yeah. artillery pronouns, pal. Uh, yeah. uh, Christmas shopping. He's like Christmas shopping for bad boys. He's like, I don't play with the bad boys anymore. And I was like, oh, did they mean to make a Pistons reference? Because right. he played for the early '90s Detroit Pistons, mm-hmm. late '80s and early '90s Detroit yeah. Pistons teams, who were known as the Bad Boys. Yeah, exactly. And of course, as I watched the movie, I was like, how dumb of me to think that that was an accident. Yeah, because of course it wasn't. That there would be anything charming in this movie. There are so many basketball references. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the the odd couple dynamic between Jean Claude Van Damme's style and Dennis Rodman's style. Um, you can make that work, but the way that they do it isn't charming or endearing no. in the slightest. No, there were several times to where I even said, I was like, Dennis Rodman and that character doesn't mm-hmm. need to be in this movie. Yeah. Like, you could have paid less for a good character actor mm-hmm. to play an eccentric arms dealer that we, that we see a few times. Yeah. You know, but he doesn't need to follow John Clark. Like, if you were to strip that character out mm-hmm. and maybe work a bit more on the characters you do have mm-hmm. and making Jean-Claude the spotlight mm-hmm. and maybe give Mickey Rourke a bit more punch, yeah. no pun intended because yeah. he was a failed boxer. <laughs> yes. Um, um, then well, he, he won some golden gloves, I think. So yeah. he failed, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, failed pro boxer. Yeah. Uh, but if you did that, 
then I think you'd have a bit better of a movie. Definitely yeah, more enjoyable. Mo- more coherent, too. Yeah, it's way more coherent. Because what happens is, like Matt said, like JCVD misses his chance to take out Stavros, but hit Stavros' son accidentally gets killed. Yeah, um, and then, just in an ensuing melee. Right. Yeah. And there's the, like there's the shootout that starts, yeah. and that's where we kind of see how they're trying to lay on this this late nineties yeah. like flashy, really flashy yeah. like style. Of Sty- the, they yeah. lay it on really thick with the editing yeah. and with the with the the effects used. And um, I think the locations I think were intentional as well. Like yeah. filming out of the country yeah. and stuff is not only reflective of a foreign director mm-hmm. but the foreign films at yeah. that time oh, yeah. had that that flavor to yeah, them. Yeah, and just let yeah. that be and let it be yeah. subtle and yeah. you don't have to bring attention to it or try and add to it. Yeah. I think aesthetically I think it's just interesting enough. I will say and this I think this is a common criticism of the movie is that the action's really cool actually. There's Yeah. There there's some cool action yeah. in this movie. No, no, I I, um, I didn't mean to deliver that as in like uh, I, I don't, don't know. know. No, there 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 is. There's some cool action. It's just the acting. I'm just distracted. I'm distracted by so much confusion. I it's not distra- it's distraction. Yes, <laughs> um, but there is a fight like Stavros. It becomes like a cat and mouse between Stavros and Quinn. Yeah, yeah. And they end up in a hospital. Maternity ward. In a maternity ward. And this is, so to come back to Stavros as a character and what they should have done. Mickey Rourke was at a spot in his career to where he was he was really on the decline. And he was this he could have, this, having personal issues. They could have made this some sort of welcoming back you know like, or at least some sort of highlight of the late 90s because he yeah, didn't yeah. have his like true welcome back until the wrestler it it in right but i mean like just like yeah more of a highlight it, it of kinda, the kind of yeah. kept him relevant in some way yeah you know i mean sudden death isn't you know really it sudden death isn't gonna make anybody's you know top mm-hmm. 10 action movies of all time but at least Powers Booth yeah, steals the show. Memorable. Powers Booth is, plays a great villain. Oh yeah, and Mickey Rourke when he shows up first in this movie, I'm like, okay, that yeah. he he's probably gonna be the highlight. Yeah, because he's probably gonna be a really like a really good villain. Yeah, really like kind of like magnetic and charismatic. Yeah, I, and that's what I was hoping for. But no, like no. his his acting is is I mean. Like with any of these movies, we say, of course, one of the easiest things to point out is the acting. Bad. He's one of the better actors, honestly, yeah. in this movie. But the issue is with me, his dialogue has no prose. Mm-hmm. He doesn't tell any stories. He doesn't give any indication of his no. motivation at all. No. Um, simple things. He has. He he doesn't emote at all. Yeah. It's all. I ever picked up from what he's saying is these attempts at just getting sound bites. From yeah, him. there's no there's no thread in his dialogue there's, either. Yeah, and there's not enough background on the character either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and essentially the fight ends with an explosion. Yeah, which which knocks Quinn out of commission. Yeah. John Claude he saves a baby, and then he wakes up in the this, colony. In the colony, which yeah. that's that's the element of the movie that JCVD was sold on. John Claude Van Damme thought this was going to be a movie very interesting called The Colony. Yeah, to where Agents who failed at a mission mm-hmm. are to the outside world they're dead. Yeah. But their their punishment for failing is yeah. now they're 
under almost like imprisoned on this yeah. island. Um, it's a very it, it, they're essentially they're too they're too valuable to kill, but they're mm-hmm. too dangerous to let out. Exactly. So yeah. their their knowledge of counterterrorism mm-hmm. will help them in the country in the world's counterterrorism yeah. efforts. Yeah. Um, because the colony is sort of used as also this like consulting base. Yeah. It's very secret, mm-hmm. but it's you know, any government in the world yeah. that they need help trying to for counterterrorism, mm-hmm. they consult the colony and mm-hmm. they're in this command center yeah. to where they're watching all these world events and some sort and they have they zero in on acts of terrorism. Mm-hmm. And so you have all these uh secret agents who are like, Oh, could be this, probably this, oh you know, mm-hmm. and so Jean Claude fits right in because yeah. he was like the best at that. And that's the most coherent, interesting thing about yeah. the movie. And mm-hmm. that's what Jean Claude Van Damme thought the movie that's what the movie was gonna be originally. Yeah. Was just I mean, you have that set up at the beginning, first twenty minutes you set yeah. up the Stavros threat. Mm-hmm. Take out Yaz, take out all that mm-hmm. stuff. You don't need Yaz, yep. build up more of Quinn. Um, his wife, his wife, and everything like that, and then desire him. for a child. Exactly, yeah. build up more of that, and then you can have the colony element. Yep. For you know the next forty-five minutes of the movie, yeah. And then his that was the best part. I was really engaged. Exactly. The tension could come from him learning that Stavros is out there. Stavros mm-hmm. thinks that Quinn killed his his child, and yeah. now Stavros is after Quinn's wife and his unborn child. Yeah. What's he gonna do with them? How's mm-hmm. he gonna go about it? Yeah. Like how's he gonna and then. The whole time is Quinn, almost like in the escape from Shawshank. Yeah, like, I was, it, yeah, it's it's Quinn now trying to figure out how he's going to escape. The problem is they kind of take that. They kind they yeah. do that, but it's it's rushed in like ten or fifteen. It is minutes. really rushed, and it sucks because Jean Claude, especially with the colony stuff, does some really impressive it's re- physical it's, stuff. It's there, that's that like when that character is building him's body back up. Right, yeah. right at the be at the beginning of the show, I mentioned how there's this there's this brief moment. Yeah, of, it's an interesting it's movie. The colony and stuff. then it's fleeting. Yeah, the colony stuff. How we see Jean Claude, he's injured. Yeah. on his way back, he, you see him kind of getting uh, getting a scuffle with somebody that he took an agent he took out. Yeah, like he's like I thought I killed him. And yeah, um, I thought I killed him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we could have had like in the in the areas because they always have to like check in through a like yeah, a thumbprint. Yeah. You you could have had you know. Areas of, of that, if if you give it forty five minutes to breathe, you yeah. could have areas to where they they fight one another, but mm-hmm. then he could help in the escape. Yeah, blah, and exactly. It's these ways where you could make the colony what was the most interesting. Yeah. You have Goldsmith, who yeah. who is he does Paul Freeman yeah. is is pretty good in this. You yeah. could you could develop more of Goldsmith. Yeah. But the thing is, again, something that should have taken forty five minutes, yeah. you expedited in fifteen. Yeah. And, and just for the the alter the technoe alternative yeah. st- stylic you know sty- st- stylish, stylish and slick yeah, yeah. Um, element to it and also like the way that Jean Claude escapes is ingenious it's really and cool you're, and you're watching him as he's like figuring it out mm-hmm. and he's like crossing off the days mm-hmm. and he makes himself calendars yeah. and he's like it's it's it, you mentioned Shawshank he's figuring out because there's these um, deadly lasers under yeah. the wa- under the water that yeah. they're this island that they're on mm-hmm. to basically prevent escape and yeah. occasionally I don't know if it's weekly or what but you've got cargo planes that come yeah. through and so 
they have ways of they turn off the lasers for a very small window mm-hmm. of time so yeah. the car cause so cargo planes can drop off supplies yeah. and take things out and stuff like that yeah. and he figures like you can see him meticulously figure out how to hold his breath underwater mm-hmm. yeah. so that he can wade out and hitch a ride on the cargo mm-hmm. plane yeah. you f- he, he and the way like he he does it just like with a cigarette he figures out how to duplicate like he he cuts off his thumbprint on yeah. his thumb mm-hmm. and like figures out a a like pulley system to yeah. to cuz they have to check in cuz when the cargo plane comes through they have like 5 minutes to get back to their rooms or and, else they die yeah and check That's in the thing yeah too. exactly um yeah because if if they're not accounted for in a certain amount of time mm-hmm. they die like they yeah. get hit with nerve they, gas yeah and, and they have a guard if they try to escape or they're they're off the grid somehow yeah. they have a guardian who tracks them yeah to, exactly tracks them down so all that stuff was so cool. Yeah. And then they kept flipping back and forth to like Stavros and, and Jean-Claude's wife and a Stavros, yeah. you know, she's, she's an artist. And mm-hmm. so she, she's gets flown out to Rome. Cause they're like, we want to showcase your art. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's the curator of yeah. this, of this, uh, art display yeah. and stuff like that to which she's like, you, you're going to love our owner. And I'm like, Oh, is it Stavros? Yeah. Cause it was. Yeah. And so he like kidnaps her and he wants some, now he wants to, he wants Jean-Claude's kid and he wants to, you yeah. know, it's just, that's really interesting. Yeah. And so you flip back and forth to the outside world and the colonies mm-hmm. trying to figure, he's got to get back to my wife. Yeah. And just, that's just way more fun and interesting. Mm-hmm. I was super engaged through yeah. that stuff. I, they, and they didn't, they also could have used that 45 minutes to have another scene or two of, you know, you know you're going to love our curator. He's been dying to meet you and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you could have had, you know, later on with his wife, the reveal of Stavros, and he's really charming to her, and she's still yeah. unaware. And then you have him reveal himself yeah. that he knows who she is, and you know he now he has a bargaining chip yeah. with uh, with um, with with Jack. Yeah. And now you know this is where he can lay out. Um, he's like, you know, I see, you know, you're with child. Your husband yeah. took my child from me, yeah. so I see it only fair that I, yeah. you know, take his from him. Yeah. Um, and you know, he, you, there is no building of tension. No. Or there's no menace. There's yeah. no you. The, you don't ever see Jack's wife in the threat of danger at all Not from really. Stavros. Like yeah. there's Stavros, like his wife being asked to come to Rome to be a sculptor, yeah. and then a, like a half hour goes by. Yeah. And then you, I kind of was like. Where's like, cause, cause yeah. it, when, when he's on the colony, they see all these clips of these terrorist acts around yeah. the world. And it's supposed to be assumed that Stavros is executing them, but yeah. we don't clearly hear a lot of that. And I say all this stuff because periodically I would be on my phone taking a note. So yeah, yeah. maybe I didn't, I didn't see it. I didn't, maybe I didn't hear it, but I didn't see it. Nothing was clear there that he's Jack. Jean-Claude Van Damme right. is looking at one of the surveillance like uh, 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 monitors mm-hmm. to to see all the terrorism in the world. Mm-hmm. And there's spray painting on uh, a concrete structure that says, I have your butterfly. Yeah, because his, his, his wife is a butterfly. Yeah, tattoo. exactly. And that's fine. But it's like, so Stavros knows about the colony? Like they they mention it a little bit. Right. It's like how much does Stavros know about the colony or something and like that. Like, we're not sure. But here's here's another way this movie would be way more interesting mm-hmm. if you just kept it. It's Jack trying to get off the colony to get back to his wife. Mm-hmm. You can also if because that's 
that's just simplifying because you're not gumming up anything. It's mm-hmm. very easy to follow. Yeah. And you can make your bad guy seem more interesting. Mm-hmm. Show that he has some interest in art. He's look. He's like, who is the artist? You know, it's yeah. like, and it's like, oh, we look, I know and, that. And yeah. it, it just it, there's just the nameplate that says uh, Catherine yeah. Quinn. Yeah, exactly. And, and he's, he's like, like, oh, yeah. And show him as an eccentric art lover, mm-hmm. and then and then maybe there's a scene to where you can keep cutting back and you can show him sort of endearing himself to his wife. Mm-hmm. Like he's a sensitive artist. He's like, yes. he's misunderstood. He's paint. He's painting a picture. She sure. wakes up and he's like, Oh, Oh, never thought, you know, very thought, much Lance Hendrickson sleep all very day. much Lance yes. Hendrickson playing piano and hard yeah. target. It's like, Oh, glad to see you're up. And he's like, he's like painting a picture yeah. and like, and she's kind of seen him as a sensitive you could artist. De- you could, yeah. This develops. This gives Mickey Rourke more to work with. Yeah. You develop him as a character. Which I feel like he would have done a good job with the way I'm seeing yeah. it in my head. You're probably is, seeing it the same way I'm seeing yeah, it. In my it's, head. It's yeah, it's you have you have the opening of the movie. Yeah, which is made a little more clear. Yeah, you have the three years later. You have developing a relationship with mm-hmm. his wife, his excitement to be a father. You yeah. have that agent coming back, a la Commando. Yeah, uh, coming back, trying to goad him into going back because Stavros yeah. is back. He finally he he agrees. They tell him about Yaz. He visits Yaz. That's one minor moment with Yaz where we get yeah. an eccentric character with a great character actor. Yeah, yeah. Then he f- then tracks down Stavros. There's the stuff in the maternity ward. Goes to the colony. Forty five minutes are are building the colony intermittently. Mm-hmm. Building Stavros yeah. and the stuff with Catherine. You could even have Yaz again when well, he comes well, back. Well, th- yeah, yeah. That, that's what I'm getting at, yeah, yeah. though. Once he escapes, he knows where he can find a quote-unquote yes. ally to get yes. weapons yep. to become a one-man army against Stavros to get his wife back. We have Yaz there again. And it's like in Tom Waits and Mystery Men. Yeah, is he, yeah. You see him at the beginning. Yes. You have a moment where when they need his services to yeah. go to him, and then we go back to him at the end. Yep. That's my team. That's my team. Like when yeah. he's watching them on. Like it's memorable. Yeah. It's in a Tom Waits, an eccentric guy. Yeah. To where we have him putting in a great performance. Yep. Uh, they only go to him when he's useful. And we don't, and it's small bits, small doses, yep. and it's it's fine, it's enjoyable. Yep. We are already know who the centers of the story are. Yep. Like, and it's not just it's not just in Mystery Men. They do this in countless other yeah. action movies and very, movies like that. It's a very common storytelling you device. You can yeah. even keep it Dennis Rodman if you That's want fine. as a cameo, but yeah. don't make it this buddy cop yeah. action odd couple movie unless you're willing to devote more building to the odd couple yeah. stuff which they rush that it's a it's again it's just it's all just scene after scene mm-hmm. after scene of just random things together with nothing to yeah. like at one moment they're in antwerp and they have an exchange and then all of a sudden they're on they're in rome they're they're on like a like a a big plane that they're about yeah. to jump out of just to use a a basketball a, a basketball parachute <laughs> like the, the, it's not like Yaz is like I have a way we can get there, and then it's yeah. they're on then they're on a big plane. Yeah. No, it's just it's, it's time after time, just all these um, big over the top moments. Yeah, with no just There's small no lead in. little small little yeah. lead ins. Yeah, exactly. And absence makes the heart grow fonder. I feel like if you, let's say you keep Dennis Rodman, right, regardless of his performance he probably still people probably still would have been like labeling him as the most 
memorable part. Yeah. Because when you did see him, it was very crazy yeah. and eccentric, and he's got that real-life reputation. It's like, that's Dennis Rodman. Mm -hmm. But the more – he just got exposed more and more, yeah. just how terrible of an yeah. actor he you is. You could have – you could – in that moment where JCVD sees him again, yeah. you could – that's where you can get Yaz's exposition of he knows about the colony. You yeah. have, you know – you know they they talked about early they talked about earlier in the movie with yeah. the colony. Um, Goldsmith said somebody tried to escape, but then he got yeah. you know he got you know killed before the lasers came yeah, in. Yeah. But he didn't make it forty eight hours. Yeah. What if that's Yaz and his name isn't Yaz? Oh. What if what if he was the one who escaped the colony and he got a new identity because of his connections in the yes. underground um, art like underground arsenal yes. world. He gives that an exposition because he knows about the colony. Because yeah. at the end, they're supposed they they have this this forced shoehorned um, reference that Goldsmith knows. Yes. Yeah, yeah, um, that's so right. So what about yeah. that? What if what if he was on there? Be what if Yaz was in the colony because he was trying to take down Stavros as well. Yeah. So you get those two connections. So at the end of the movie, when they're in the Roman Colosseum yeah. and Stavros. Uh, unleashes a tiger. He he's placed all these landmines in the yeah. Coliseum. And, but he, wait, but wait. Yes, there's more. Yeah. Uh, he also has uh, Jean Claude's newborn baby. Yeah, exactly. And he unleashes a tiger. And Jean Claude has to try to evade the tiger whilst trying to evade these landmines. Yeah. At some point, Yaz comes in on a motorbike, as it said <laughs> on Wikipedia. Uh, um, a little to, crotch rocket. Yeah, to help. What if that is to get his own comeuppance on, or get his own revenge on Stavros, yeah. to, and he helps. What if he sacrifices himself? Yeah, because, like, in that moment, you could build, you can build that connection. Yeah. And, like, he's like, thank you. He's like, somewhere down the line. We'll see each other again, or something yeah. like that. And then you can have Yash show up. It's the short and sweet moments to where you can almost forget that right. Dennis Rodman is a terrible actor. Exactly. And then Yaz gets into the Coliseum. He and he accidentally steps on one of the mines, and Stavros is like, "Looks like your luck just ran out." And he's like, "Only one pal." Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. You miss sucker. Yeah. Only one's so, pal. Lost like, boys. Yeah. And then he's like, "Well, that goes for two of us." And Stavros has this look like what? He's like, move some of your crosses, yeah. right? Like, and this, so he sacrifices himself yeah. and Stavros, and so so he he gets he he goes out mm -hmm. on top and he redeems Exa himself exactly. And, so, but instead, yeah, we get nonsense. We get non. We I won't. We won't even go into detail. It's we get nonsense. None of that. Yeah, and we could let's start getting to the end of the movie. Yeah, because um, I think. I think I made my point, <laughs> but but we—it's nonsense. It's just—it's—it's a—it's a flurry of explosions and quick character yeah. changes and just just something missing from just, the villain. Exactly. And, there's there's all these. It's it's Swiss cheese. It's, yeah, it, exactly. the, the movie is Swiss cheese. There are things missing. Yeah. Um and. All it does is Dennis Rodman, and like you said, Dennis Rodman is here to capitalize on his controversy, yeah. his fame off the basketball court. Because it's Dennis Rodman. Exactly. They, they want to 
insert these dentists, these Rodzilla tropes of constantly changing his appearance, changing things, being being off the wall, crazy personality. Yeah. But There's also t- cyber monks at the end and Coca-Cola <sighs> vending machines in yeah. the Coliseum. So yeah. they find <laughs> out because they somehow they end up back at Jack's house, which they never say that that's where he's going. They, we just assume that he is. And then he's, he's under an ambush of Stavros's guys. Yeah. Um, and he sees a prescription bottle, which he is to assume that that is a, like a medicine that he, that Catherine is being given. And mm. Dennis Rodman knows these monks at a Catholic church who he set them up with this computer system yeah. in the basement of this ancient church. Because haha, it's Be- monks. It's, the thing is, there's and been, they're in Rome. So. Besides Dennis Rodman being this crazy yeah. character physically, yeah, um, and their attempts at humor, the t- their tone really hasn't lent itself it's to being weird. like comedic. Yeah, you know, if there's several moments like with any of these movies yeah. that if the, if this was a parody movie, yeah, it would work. Yeah, um, but kind of you know it's. And then there's this weird joke about like internet porn coming up yeah, on like, the monastery's computer. Yeah, and they're like, oh, uh, is damn internet it's or whatever. Because I love the internet or yes. something like that. Again, limited understanding of the internet at this point. Yeah, and like Dennis Rodman, yo, dude. And then all the monks, yo, dude. All yeah. The it's like, what? Yeah. Like, it's just, it's it's dumb and it's, it's yeah. silly, but not like good silly. No. Um, at the end of the movie... They find Catherine. They find the kid. Catherine sees Jack's not dead. Yeah. And it all ha- and the final showdown, like we mentioned, happens at the Roman Coliseum with Yaz randomly showing up. Also, Goldsmith has tracked him down because apparently he's Jack's guardian. But again, we don't see why. why? We see after they find out he escaped. We yeah, see yeah. very little of the yeah. colony. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't see them tracking his movements, trying to protect him yeah. or whatever. Um, just Goldsmith shows up at the yeah. end. Yeah, you could have these moments, and that's pretty much this whole yeah. episode is what they could have done. Yeah, uh, you could have these moments where Stavros's guys are trying to track him down, but Goldsmith gets to them first. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So we could see how like stealthy kind of exactly, yeah. and that yeah. that would be cool. But the the most unbelievable thing to me of this movie <laughs> which is, i didn't even register until oh, you pointed it there's out there's also a a ridiculous amount of product placement from coke oh yeah like yeah. i don't know coca-cola why, coca-cola yes i don't know what jcvd was probably on coke, yes i don't know but, why coca-cola would want to you know put their name on this yeah but uh it should have been coca-cola presents double team yeah uh with as so, much coca-cola product placement at least with was. demolition man taco bell made sense because they wanted yeah. fast food wars. exactly that was integrated into the story somehow yeah. however we're talking about the roman coliseum yeah i won't even get into the history of the roman empire and the importance of the coliseum yeah. the history of the coliseum yeah it's very fascinating yes oh it's incredibly fascinating at the end of the movie when Stavros explodes. It explodes as the tiger is about to attack him. It's a very <laughs> because why not? It's a very comical picture. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, the explosion, of course, is now going out like throughout the coliseum. Yeah, it's spreading. Yeah, because unlike all the other explosions in this movie that are it's cont- not contained. Con- yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> that look like they're contained somehow. Yeah. This is not. So I guess when it's convenient for the story. Exactly. Um, but as Yaz and Goldsmith yeah. and the ba- and the baby and, and <laughs> again, Jack- if this were a comedy, yeah. the absurdity would yeah. be hilarious. And Jack are running away from the residual effects of of the fire and the flames yeah. and everything. Not the residuals from the movie. 
Right, no. If there are um, any. If somebody must have gotten a, a huge contract. Coca-Cola got a lot of residuals, they, they probably. Got, they got a damn good lawyer if, <laughs> if they got residuals from this. Yeah. Um, anyway, as the flames are about to topple everybody, there are rows of Coca-Cola vending yeah. machines, and they hide behind one. And I was like, why are there rows of Coca-Cola vending <laughs> machines the in the Colise- in the basement of the Coliseum? Yeah, exactly. So I texted you. I was like, if this were a parody, the joke would be how ridiculous product placement could be that they yeah. even put product placement in a historical place like the Coliseum. Exactly. Somewhere that is completely inappropriate. Exactly. But this is not a comedy. No. Um, and the end of the movie is... Goldsmith holding a gun to Quinn and being like, you know, he at least he's like, I need some of your hair and a piece of your shirt. (laughs) Give me your clothes. Yeah. I need uh, some of your hair and a part piece of your shirt. So at least I can go back to the colony to say that, you know, I I, tracked him. I tracked him. He's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But that that made more sense when I went back to the Wikipedia mm -hmm. because at that time I was like, huh? What? So, so he's Goldsmith. They're just going to shoehorn Goldsmith being the ultimate bad guy. Yeah, exactly. But then Yaz says something he's like thought i'll give him a lucky coin he's like what lucky coin yeah he just he throws it down it's a smoke bomb and quinn gets away well they mentioned the lucky coin because at one point he's like do you have anything in your pockets and he's like i got my lucky coin i got my lucky detonator and my lucky pass my lucky plastic explosives so that was referenced a, earlier and, but, and that's actually a funny line if yeah. like you could a understand dennis rodman and b right. you know if this were like uh yeah lucky c uh lucky coin Plastic explosives. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but no, lucky. no, no key. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I got my lucky coin, uh, my lucky detonator, my lucky plastic explosives. It's, it's the classic. It's like a note, Zucker Brothers note, movie note, to yeah. where like they need something so simple, but they're yeah. like just pulling like He's a, pulling. He pulls a boat anchor a, out of his can, out of his pocket. A canoe yeah, out of like exactly. the bag, and it's yeah. like, and then it's like, nope, bag's empty. Yep. Uh, it's just it's one of those things where like. Any other, any other way they wanted to format it. Mm. Um, but after Yaz helps Quinn escape yeah. from Goldsmith, Goldsmith just kind of rolls his eyes like, Yaz, you rascal. And like, <laughs> yeah. How does he know Yaz? Yeah. Um, and then, you like, Yazgal. Yeah. And then Goldsmith drives away, and Yaz turns around with the Coliseum burning. He's like, oh, man, I know they're going to blame me for this one. Ah, because of Dennis Rodman. Yep. All his fines upon fines yeah. upon fines. Yeah, and earlier he like tries to throw a rock to get a, to break a gate. Yeah, and he's like, "You need more practice." He's like, "You know, I, you know, I hate practice or something like you know because yeah. he showed up late the, for practice. A yeah, because he never showed up for practice a lot. They, you know, or they take any chance they can yeah. to insert again yeah. his reputation. And he's like, he's like, "I only play defense. I don't mm-hmm. play defense. I don't play defense." <laughs> oh, he, and because he's like, "Oh, it's a." He's like, oh, I'm an offensive mindset. He's like, well, defense wins championships. Exactly. And at the end, he's like, I thought you only played defense. He's like, well, it's time to play some offense. Or something like, groan. Yeah. That, that is so heavy-handed yeah. and on the nose. Cause, cause he's also, a basketball player. We get it. He's he's. It looks like a basketball, basketball player to me. <laughs> he's a baseball player. Yeah, boss baseball player. <laughs> looks like a bass Space Jam, a much yeah. better movie. But that is <laughs> that is double team. Uh, that and is the end of Jean-Claude. That January. is the end of Jean-Claude. January, not as strong, uh, you know, movie quality. The wise. nature of the show, I wouldn't expect it. Yeah, though. you know, you know, you would, we thought maybe there would be you know an uptick in these in these JCVD offerings after sudden death, but thus was not the case. I will say of the movies we've done this month, this is the second best. 
in my opinion. I would rather watch Universal Soldier The Return than watch this again. <laughs> Not by I, much. I can see why. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but either way, this movie yeah. is... It might be the messiest, most confusing movie I've ever seen. Trying watched. to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. Yeah. And we just couldn't do it. Yeah. It, but that's well, no, okay. we did it. It's just they didn't do yeah, it. And that's exactly. what's annoying. Yep. But that's the end of Jean Claude January. Yep. Another JCVD January in the books. We'll see you again next year with Jean Claude January. Yep. And next week, we're going to have a guest on that we've never had on this show before, but mm-hmm. he was on the Radcast. Yeah. We're really excited for that. Yeah. Because we're going to be talking about The Tuxedo, mm-hmm. which is a far more enjoyable movie than this movie. Yes. Uh, And we will tell you why. But until that time, the house lights are up, the film's off the reel. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. We'll see you next time.